Welcome to another great episode of the Life to Optimize podcast. I am Dr. Neil Pauvin, where we work on helping you optimize your health, your lifestyle, and your performance at work and sports. So today we're doing another solo cast. Don't worry, there's a bunch of new great guests coming up in the near future. Um, we're going to be hitting a couple of topics today that I've been getting some questions on. So it's going to be kind of a Q&A type episode where we're uh, things that are new and advanced and her- helping with health optimization. We're going to hit two main topics today. The first one are bioregulators, um, which are cousins of peptides, which we talk a lot about here and on all the social media. And then we're going to talk about a really new, a new peptide that I'm really excited about called SS31 or alembotide, um, has incredible potential. A couple new studies have come out as we're recording this in the last week or two, linking it to potential improvement, not only with joint pain and osteoarthritis, but also Alzheimer's. So as you can see just from there, it has a pretty broad spectrum in terms of what it can help with. So we're going to end the episode with that. And again, and when, when you're watching this podcast on YouTube or on any of the uh, podcast channels, if you have any questions, definitely feel free to comment and like it. So first part we're going to start with is bioregulators. Bioregulators have been have been around forever. They, they were devised in the Cold War um, by Dr. Kavison, um in Russia. Um as a way of helping people heal and optimize their health and in theory help with longevity. Um, and most, they can be either oral or injections. Um, there are some drops out there too, which may or may not be as effective. Um, there are, they are not done every day usually. They're not done in perpetuity. They're done in two fashions. They're done either for um, short-term health maintenance or for a specific health issue. Um, what bioregulators are kind of similar peptides is they are small um, proteins, which are a combination of amino acids that work on a specific site of your DNA, um, of your genome. And what they do is to help upregulate gene perform, upregulate certain genes, or they're going to help with DNA methylation or proceed to another uh, helpful function. That is how they work. They're very specific, which helps improve their function and helps to limit many side effects to them. So which makes them really effective. So that's what's really great about them. They can be used to augment any health optimization protocol. You can use them with peptides. You can use them without peptides. You can use other supplements. You can complement IVs red light, so on. So they're not things that need to be done solely by themselves, which are really good. Again, they're also very not highly expensive. Um, there are most of the companies out there are not based in the US. Most of them are going to be coming from countries in either in Europe or in Canada, um, just for, for a variety of reasons. So just be aware of that um, I will put some companies that I do recommend that I have no affiliation with um, at the end of the podcast. Um, I can mention uh, two now are Profound Health and Nature's Marvels are the two that I would strongly recommend um, having really good quality products, and they have the whole batch of them. Like I mentioned, there are 21 separate bioregulators that literally go from head to toe almost. There is the brain ones, which um, they may have, as you'll notice, when you go on different websites, they have different names. Some of them will just call them different body parts. Uh, like brain peptide or thymus peptide or liver peptide, which sometimes is called livagen. Some of them will have really 
kind of foreign sounding names um uh like for the brain one which is sometimes just called brain or central nervous system it's called sir luton um so they're all pretty synonymous and uh, you can they usually have all the different names on the site um so it makes it easier for you to understand how to use them so like i said all these different ones work differently um obviously uh so we're just kind of concert the ones that work for your liver like i mentioned lividin will work on specific enzyme uh, DNA sequences to help heal the liver. Um, so again, same, there's ones that work on the thymus, work on diff th some multiple different areas in the thymus, which is helps with your immune system and inflammation uh, system. Uh, that can be used to help uh, either just maintain good immune health, or if you're dealing with an autoimmune condition or fatigue, that one is very helpful. So again, they're very A to, peptides are very A to B. How do you use them is you're going to read different protocols, different places. Um, right now, the more of the consensus protocol is to, if you're doing it for maintenance, you're doing it two pills once a day for 10 days. Um, that could be done for up to three months. If you're doing it for a specific medical condition, if you're taking Livigen or the cartilage one, for a specific illness or injury, some people will say to take them daily for the first month and then take them 10 times a month for, after that. Um, it really, you want to discuss that with your healthcare provider who's recommending them for you um, to see what they best recommend. I'm leaning more still towards the the 10 pills, uh, the 10 days a month is usually a much easier mechanism to do it. Um, what's great about the, the bioregulators is again, they do work together with each other. Um, if you're doing most protocols, again, you want, they're a little bit different. If you're, we're dealing with immune system, you usually want to correlate it with what's called vent fort, which is the blood pressure or the blood or lymph bioregulator. It is very powerful and it works very, works well with, um, a lot of the other peptide, a lot of the bioregulators that you're going to be using. So you want to be aware of that. Um, so again, so to kind of summarize with bioregulators, bioregulators are, they're usually again, oral or injectable. They're going to be done for usually up to three months. They can be used in tandem with each other. So if you're going to do a brain or health optimization protocol, most people are going to do thymus peptide, th thymus bioregulator. You're going to do serlutin, which is the brain one. You are going to do the pineal gland one, which is pinealon, which also helps to regulate sleep, um, as well as help with hormone production. And you're probably going to add in vent for it which is the blood pressure and lymph one. That's already for bioregulators. This could be combined with a pitalon, which is kind of a overlapping one between a bioregulator and a peptide. Um, it's more in the bioregulator, um, um, bioregulator family. And, but that is something now that we do recommend doing and used to be doing over 20 days. Now we just recommend trying to do it in a 10 day period um, for the same reason that we're trying to combine do the same since epitalon is in the bioregular family we are, want you to do it in the same pattern that you're doing the other oral bioregulars epitalon should be done using an injection 100 milligrams over a 10-day period some people are doing 10 milligrams a day for 10 days if you're doing it as an anti-aging or health optimization if you're using epitalon for sleep or other mechanisms that's a totally different conversation so that is kind of how they work um, and again, you can do a pitalon 
and pinealon as your health optimization, but you can also add things something like a MOT-C or a thymus and alpha-1 or a BPC-157 or urolysin A or spermidine and on, so on and so on and so on. These bioregulators, you could expect pretty quick improvement. I've seen resol- improvement within three to five days, sometimes a little bit longer. Um, there's something you definitely want to be aware of. It's something that you definitely should be using is both your anti-aging health optimization protocols as well as if you have a specific issue because they're great because they're very organ specific. I'm going to go through a couple other ones that are out there now um, that we tend to use a lot of. Uh, there's Livagen or the liver bioregulator, great for liver issues, um, both in terms of detox and I, as well as for fatty liver, liver pain potentially. And again, when we're talking about detox, you're going to combine a Livagen and potentially the pancreas one with something like a vent for it as well. So you're going to mix and match. You're going to be taking two or three at a time. You don't never, I've been asked this, you don't ever need to take all 21 at one time. You don't need to be taking 42 pills at a, a day. That's just not recommended for anything, but you don't need to do it this way. You're going to be doing these as cycles. You're going to do this with a targeted goal. Um, the other ones that really are good is cartilage or the cartilage one. Um, I've started using these more and more for my muscle and especially my joint pain patients. Um, again, we've actually combined that with the lymph and the event for it as well. Um, there's also a bone marrow um, stimulation one. That again, we use for a lot of our with with Serlutin in a lot of our brain pa- brain patients, either for patients who are trying to optimize brain health or to deal with the brain fog issue, or unfortunately Alzheimer's or other uh, cognitive issues. Um, other ones that exist that we do like is Ovigen, which is for the ovary. Um, this is something we I've used a couple times now for things like polycystic ovarian syndrome. Um, I've been asked about things like fertility. Not something would be my first line. It's not been studied. I don't love introducing things like this without any studies. Um, some of these are all. Some of these bioregulators are also combined with or derived from pig brain or or from from pig product. So you don't want to be aware of that. Um, there, there was always concern that there's uh, very unlikely because all these um, are being screened for any type of infection. Or if you're kosher, you cannot be obviously um, taking anything that's derived from pig. So something to be aware of. And then in terms of which of these bioregulators are injectable, a couple of them are, are available as an injection. A pitalon, as I mentioned before, most common one, um, helps to uh, help with sleep, helps with regulating your immune system, uh, may help lengthen your telomeres. Um, so this is something, again, you're going to do an injection. You want to do it usually for about 10 days. Um other ones that you'll be aware of, a pineolon, again, works on your pineal gland. There are some injectable forms of the livagen. There's an injectable form of the cartilage one. These are much harder to find. Um, you do, if you are getting the injectable ones, you definitely want to discuss with your, again, your healthcare provider what the appropriate doses are as the dosing will vary um, in terms of which bioregulator, in terms of how much you're going to be taking, especially depends on what other things you're taking with it. But in summary, bioregulators are going to be hearing more and more about them. There's some more on the way in terms of development. They've been around now for 60 to 70 years. So there's something that's been there, been used. 
with more and more studies coming out in terms of usage and dosing. And again, something you can have something that's orally and some most cases can be done orally with minimal side effects and not incredibly expensive. Um, it's something that you definitely want to consider as part of your health and or health optimization routine. So any questions about that part, definitely feel free to put a comment below um, if you're watching on YouTube or you can always reach out to us through the, any of the websites or social media if you have questions, if you're listening on the podcast apps like Spotify or Apple. Second thing we're going to talk about pretty closely correlates to some, is, a, is a new-ish peptide out there called SS31 or a lapretide, E-L-A-M-I-P-R-E-T-I-D-E. Um, it was, or some people call it SS31. Um, the SS is derived from the two people who discovered it. Um, it has become, uh, it's a mitochondrial peptide that has become very heavily investigated recently because of the incredible amount of benefits that we're seeing, both on the fact in that it is a mitochondrial peptide that can be measured um, in some serious health conditions and patients who are low in that <clears throat> in that chemical are having or increased risk for issues such as arthritis or um, if, they have, if it's low, increased risk of things like arthritis or we're seeing it higher levels in things like arthritis. So that we can kind of um, use as a... A factor in the fact in that regard, where it's also um, <clears throat> being evaluated as a, a treatment protocol for a lot of different conditions. Um, it was founded. It is a, an enzyme that lies on the inner mitochondrial membrane. It was first thought to just be a really strong antioxidant, and then what they found is so many other benefits that it does. It, it activates multiple anti-inflammatory pathways, including what's called nerve two, which is it, sorry, anti other anti any increased antioxidant pathways like nerve two. It also works to increase inflama decrease inflammation. It also is really impressive in terms of its ability to help heal the cell layer, the decrease uh the Decrease the damage to the cell membrane of cells as well, which you call lipoperoxidation. Um, it also has been shown to um, to potentially heal cells in in general. So it has multiple really good benefits. More and more improvements are being seen literally every month, and it seems like a new study is coming out regarding that. Um, we do think most of the benefit is coming from how from its strong ability to be as an antioxidant and decrease the amount of reactive oxygen species, um, but there's other benefits to it as well. So as I mentioned, it is, uh, we're going to discuss it, the injectable peptide. Um, the peptide is usually done daily. It's usually done for one to two months. Um, the, there's different doses out there being used. I tend to dose on the lower side, um, usually about 0.2 um, milligrams. But again, you want to discuss that with your doctor. Um, or sorry, point. Uh, it's 20 milligrams. It usually depends on the uh, the dosing of where you're getting it from. Um, there's people have studied up to about 50 or 60 milligrams in terms of some of the studies that are out there. So it's something again. Someone does once or twice, one or two months as injections. So where is it? Where is it being used? So it's being used again first as since the, it's a mitochondrial peptide, 
uh, derived from the mitochondrial DNA reading frame. Same thing as MOTC, same thing as Umanin. Um, it was initially thought to be part of an anti-aging, increasing longevity, increasing health span type protocol. Um, so some people are doing it as part of their quarterly, yearly, most patients are, patients are doing it like twice a year as part of their reboot. Um, and then more and more studies came out in terms of other benefits of SS31. So the, one of the first studies that came out regarding it is the ability to help heal the heart. Um, there's also been studies with MOTC as well. So there may be something just in the mitochondrial peptide family and its ability to help heal the heart and kind of linking it together. Some, there is some small ish question if you could add something like a cardiogen, which is a heart bioregulator to use with these peptides. Um, so it's something that's kind of really exciting. Um, so what they found was because of the ability to decrease inflammation and be a strong antioxidant, that is actually able to help heal a heart that had a heart attack and increase the pumping effect on the heart and also improve its function when it's resting. When you, when it normally the heart has two phases, it's at rest and relaxation, which is called diastole or the pumping phase, which is called systole or the systolic uh, motion of the heart. So you want the heart to be able to rest and be able to fill with blood and then also be able to be a really good pumper. And when you have a heart attack, that damage to some of those cells will inhibit potentially one, either the resting or the pumping phase, or may affect both. And that's why people get what's called echocardiograms to evaluate um, how well the heart's working. And there's been some smaller studies that now show that taking SS31 will improve at least the resting heart function, um, not as much as the pumping yet, but that's still being evaluated. So that was an, uh, one of the first things that was evaluated for. The other issues that we're now using it for is now being studied in tendonitis. It was used in patients who have Achilles tendonitis. Um, for those who don't know, the Achilles is the tendon going from your calf down to your back of your heel joint. And what we saw is by doing actual injections in that area, um, the SS31 was able to help heal it. They, again, the same answers that they think it helped to heal the inflammation, the antioxidant benefit of the medicine helped in that regard. Um, the ability to help regulate the mitochondrial function also probably helps. We know there's definitely a mitochondrial component to pain. We know there's a mitochondrial component to tendon damage. So all those different factors definitely played a part in its ability to, um, <clears throat> to heal. Um, in addition, I mentioned the, when we started talking about SS31, it, it is part it is now being considered to potentially being used for osteoarthritis, especially in the knee. It was studied for use in the knee. Um, they found that there was an increased damage to the mitochondrial DNA, which is the DNA of your mitochondria. Um, also, had increased amount of mutations, and that was associated to patients who had more um, damage to the mitochondrial DNA had worsening pain. From the arthritis. So what they found was there was an increased damage to the MOTS to uh, regarding the SS31. When this was added, um, the, their pain improved. These are preliminary studies. More studies need to be done, but SS31 definitely has the potential um, in terms of joint pain. We know, as I mentioned, it, it already helps tendon pain. It may also be beneficial in terms of muscle pain. 
Um, it's something that we're going to know more and more about as these studies come up down the line here really, really quickly as this has become a very hot, very hot peptide to be evaluated because of the many, many benefits and how strong it seems to be in activating all these different pathways. So we talked about tendons, we talked about joint, we talked about heart. Um, now we're going to talk about the brain. So a recent study showed that because of um, a, it can cross the blood-brain barrier. B, it can, again, a very strong antioxidant and has anti-inflammatory ability and may also help with autophagy and mitophagy. Autophagy is the recycling of body's ability of the cell. Um, mitophagy is the body's ability f uh, to recycle the mitochondria. That it may help, A, decrease the tau protein associated with Alzheimer's. Secondly, it may help... Um, just decrease because of the the improvement in the oxidative stress, the amount of decrease the amount of reactive oxygen species, the ability to help to heal the cell membrane. It may be a, a key component of helping to treat Alzheimer's. So this is something that is something you're definitely going to hear about. And again, it's something that we could based on which function we're looking to. If you want to combine SS31 with serlutin, which is the brain bioregulator, um, cerebrolysin, which is a brain peptide. Some people think because of a Russian derivation, maybe an overlap between cerebrolysin and the brain bioregulators. Not really important, important in terms of giving it a specific category, the fact that we know that that cerebrolysin is also very powerful. So the point, just by doing these specific examples, we know that... Um, a, these can be very helpful for some issues that have no great medicine for, or these are more natural treatments as opposed to going on steroids for an Achilles tendonitis, which you know may actually cause more um, potential risk for rupture of the tendon in the future. Um, we know there's risks to taking anti-inflammatories like Motrin, which can affect the kidneys, can affect the stomach, lead to ulcers, um, and lead to the uh, tolerance of medication. So, um it's, it's a great uh, um, it's a great um, future in terms of that and the fact that it they also can play well together and is also very encouraging as opposed to just having to kind of be done by itself it's not okay here's your steroids and I'll see you in two weeks or here's your oxycodone and I'll see you in two weeks um, so that's something that definitely definitely want to be cognizant of uh, SS31 is available in the US it is something that you're going to only is only available through very few pharmacies at this point um, again that's something you definitely want to discuss with your healthcare provider who's somebody who should be pretty knowledgeable about how to use it, what the dosing is, what the goals are, how to maximize the use of it, um, just because um, it is a strong antioxidant. Um, you don't want to be using it in perpetuity. Um, you don't want to be using it with other strong antioxidants, um, anything like NAC, glutathione, Nerf, any type of Nerf 2 products like uh, like Brocomax or anything like that, you don't want to be using it in perpetuity. Also, if you are training for a high-end athletic competition, that is not the time to use it because we know that and strong antioxidants can decrease athletic performance. There's no specific study showing that with SS31 yet, um, but things may come up. So we'll have to see 
when she is optimally be used in more of a rest time if you're using it for some type of injury as opposed to being performed used as for um, an active performance. Um, I would definitely recommend using something like, depending which one you're using it for, either using like a Urolysine A or a Mot C, something that doesn't have that, that strong antioxidant capability. So what's really cool is there's, again a lot of new things coming out um, in terms of general health, something new to help heal. Ill- illnesses that have really not great treatments for the treatments have a lot of side effects associated with them something that you definitely want to be aware of um the ss31 is definitely a lot more expensive than the bioregulators um and again the ss31 is much harder to get um depends especially depending on what state you're in um as certain states really will not have access to it because of a lot of the the laws that are out there in terms of uh the uh, the pharmaceutical laws that are out there, um, especially uh, California is one to really highlight in that regard. Um, that's a story for another day. So if there's certain things that you want to hear about and certain things that are new advances that are out there, um, definitely message me through Instagram at Dr. Paulvin or comment through the YouTube channel, or you can send us an email at drpaulvin at drpaulvin.com. Doctor is spelled out, D-O-C-T-O-R-Paulvin.com. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends and post on social media. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, Dr. Paulvin. And stay tuned for more episodes of Life Optimized, where we help you optimize your life, health, sports, and profession. See you soon. Bye.